Warning, this episode contains foul language, graphic details, and games you should not attempt alone. for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Yay! I love it. <laughs> Each week, we sit down with a friend, co-worker, or no one at all, and we talk about something weird. This week, we invited no one at all, no except at for all. Gabby the cat who's sitting between us. Mm-hmm. It's just the two of us once again, and we're sitting down for another edition of Ask a Weirdo slash Helter Skelter slash Random Topic episode <laughs> filled with questions, stories, issues, and comments from Y-O-U, the listeners. This is all pieced together by you guys. Thank you for writing in. My name is Lauren, and this is my co-host, Ashley. Hello, weirdos. Let's do it. I'm very excited. So yeah, the reason that we said all of that at the same time today is because <laughs> we just we wanted, wanted to try to, it. A. We want one A, we wanted to, we, we wanted to try it. Want. And we do whatever we want because this is our show. B, we had never done it before. Mm-hmm. So we did it. So we done we done the damn thing. We done did it. Um hi, hello, hi, where are my everybody. notes? I have so many notes here. We recorded, actually, we recorded a This Week in Weird before this, so. It's been a busy evening. Two sets of paper notes. We got a lot going on. A lot going on today. Some fun news stories. It's Thanksgiving in two days. Yes, Are you excited? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Just going to a Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving, yeah. Yeah, it's real casual. I this sounds terrible, but I'm sad that I can't drink. Like I feel like Thanksgiving is always a holiday where I really yeah. dig into the alcohol, mm-hmm. and so that'll be a little dull. But I'm so excited to eat all of the things. I'm actually going to try to not drink this year as much because, <gasps> well, only be and I solidarity get, like, with me. Uh, of yes, course. that's why I don't drink a lot anyway. I don't ever no. get sh- like wasted, but. On Thanksgiving, so you're eating constantly. It's not even yeah. about like the big meal. It's like there's cheese dip out all and day. like little pigs in a blanket or whatever the fuck. It's all day long. <laughs> so I feel like every year I'll have like two or three beers, snacky wacky all day, sure. eat the meal, and then all I want to do is go to bed. Yes, I just want to sleep. so true. <laughs> like, it just puts you into immediate food and beverage yeah, coma. And yeah. I just kind of, I'm not fun. Sure. You know, it takes away I'm the joy that drinking would maybe give you. You're yeah. just instead like, I'm full and I'm sleepy. It's like a little And like every blanket. year we have like a Friendsgiving with Joe's friends, actually. Well, my friends okay. now too. We've been together for three years, but uh, with uh, Joe's uh, college friends. Oh, fun. And we'll do an actual like family meal where it's like just the, the close friends. Yeah. And then a party afterwards. Oh, right. That's what they always but have like I always the big end party. Up sleeping. <laughs> You're not. Part I go of the up to Rager. Joe's old room, which is John's room now, and I take a nap. I love that. I think you're going the right route. I, you know, I don't think I'm wrong. 
If I'm wrong, I don't want to be right. No. Let's just put it that way. I like your plan. It's just funny because I'm normally in like the rager crowd that you're referring to in the party. But this year, I'm going to be like you and take mm-hmm. a nap, probably in a separate bedroom where no one can find me. It's going <laughs> to be no great. Knows where I am. <laughs> so one thing we wanted to do today, and the main reason we wanted to record this episode, is that we wanted to share with you guys some of the amazing things that listeners have sent us. Yes. Whether it's links to interesting stories or theories that they are interested in. Uh, listener stories questions basically we freaking love our listeners and we think it's beyond amazing that you really actually truly write into us all the time i know there this is the most interaction ever like especially in the last like six or so months i feel like it's really picked up and we just have a constant back and forth with you guys Mm -hmm. and we feel so i love having conversations with you guys it's my favorite thing about the show there are people they're just like us you guys are true weirdos and we get to talk about true crime and ghosts and witches all day long it's the best. We love you guys. Truly, we love it. Email us anytime. Like, are you lonely? Email us. Keep it Tell weirder at gmail.com. We're ready. I wonder how many more emails we would get if our email was keep it weird at gmail.com and I not keep it weirder because it I'm 100% positive that people have emailed keep it weird at gmail.com. Someone is getting listener ghost stories. Yeah, someone <laughs> is getting some weird shit and they don't know why. Well, that's what you get for stealing our email. Sorry. We tried to take it. We wanted it. We'll buy it from you. That well, could be real one day. We'll see. <laughs> no. Any How much do you want for it? Anyways. So first and foremost, I actually have to chat about this because it's important to me. Oh. One of our listeners, Ariane. Why do oh, all of yes. our listeners have the best names? First the of all. The best names. Like great spellings. Mm-hmm. Ariane is E, and I might not be pronouncing that right, but it's E-R-I-E-N-N-E. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, so sweet, sweet Arian emailed saying that she loves our show. However, she was a little peeved that I had passed judgment towards the Church of Latter-day Saints. Um, this was not last week, but the week before we were right. doing our Crimes of Passion mm-hmm. episode. I think it was called Rage Against, yeah, <laughs> Rage Against the Blue Jeans. I loved that. A little disclaimer here. I really don't believe in apologizing for things i say on the show like if they make it past the edit i think that they are fine and you need to take a nap yes and i have publicly stated before that i'm not apologizing for certain things when i've been called out on it i won't apologize for certain things like using the lord's name in vain we've talked about this before like adding in certain sound effects because it's at the end of the day it's our show yeah and that's just who i am it's yeah it's part of our language i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry it offends you i can say i'm sorry that you're taking it that way but i will apologize apologize if it makes you uncomfortable or like whatever but i'm not gonna stop doing it i feel like i do it way more than you too i'm so much more of a culprit (laughs) i'm always like sweet lord oh jesus christ i'm so it's just it's who i am uh however in this situation like at first when she wrote in, I was like, what? I was like, what did I say about Mormons? I don't even know. I and I had to thought. re-listen. And I actually did. I totally fucked up in this situation. So here's the deal. I had like two full pages of notes on Gary Steiner. And after I began covering them, Lauren was like, oh, we talked about this on our California episode. And I was like, it threw you for oh, the loop. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's my fault. No, I just like, I didn't want to like just repeat a bunch of information we had already talked about on the show so i was yeah, just I like uh, bah, 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 and he this and da, 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 da. and i was just kind of like skimming it and so uh at one point i said 
And his life was rough because one, he was a Mormon and two, et cetera, et cetera. So what I forgot to mention was his experiences growing up Mormon. Um, His sexuality was extremely suppressed to the point of being physically abused for having sexual urges. Mm -hmm. He was reported to have been sexually abused by an uncle, but that abuse was covered up by the members of the church. Things like that. Yeah. So, so I no, so I sincerely apologize for just being like Mormons suck right. because I don't think that just because I don't agree with a lot of the religions like ideology and practices just because I haven't gotten the best impression from the church in their ways. That doesn't mean I dislike the people no. that make up the church. So in that situation and even when I, you know, bash a lot of Christians, I try and make sure to be like. Uh, Christians, but you know the bad ones. Yeah, there are <laughs> Not a as lot a of whole. Great ones. I don't disagree with any religion. Honestly, I have nothing against any religion. I just have things against certain people, people. that sure. are involved in religions and not involved in religions. I have a, a lot of problems with a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot there's of people bad involved people everywhere. In politics too. So, anyways, also. Ariane was super cool. Very cool. I don't know if you you read her message. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she was like, if you have any questions, please ask. Yeah. And I was like, Just that's so amazing. Open. And actually, I might. I think I might actually ask some questions. I have friends who are more light but I, I do want some like different varying opinions. Get some different perspectives. I think it's great. Yeah. That's she what I actually, thought was she, great about the whole conversation between you two was there was just so much respect back and forth. And even I think after the first time you wrote Ariane, she responded like, first of all, thank you for the apology. And second of all, I'm so excited that we're emailing. <laughs> yeah, like it just immediately became like a friendship and it was a cool Yeah. Thing. And she actually, she told me about her relationship with her family and how open they were talking about sexuality and death and ghosts and. Yeah. Even ghosts. Yeah. All in all, it was a pretty cool experience and I look forward to talking with her more. So thank you, Arian, for Yay. taking the time to call my ass out. I appreciate <laughs> you. Um, and that is not an invitation for all of our listeners <laughs> to say, email and call me out on shit. Don't open the floodgates. Do not do it. Arian's the only one <laughs> for a month. I'll give you one month. No, then it's Christmas. Two months. In two months, you can email in and call me out on something. There you go. But until you then. have a window. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. Leave Brittany alone. Anyways, what do you have today? Do you want to start? Do you want to Yeah, go? we had zero discussion we on how we were going to do this. We certainly did episode. not discuss. How we're realizing. doing this? Want to just uh, jump in? Let's just hop in. What do you want to talk about first? I'll start. I guess <laughs> this is so funny. We've never done an episode like this, guys. I, you, I mean, maybe you'll edit this out, but if you don't, I think this is funny. Listeners, we're truly just going by the what is it on the seat, seat of, of our, our pants, pantaloons. Yeah, because so, uh, I mean, like I said, this episode is just kind of like we've had a ton of people writing in recently cool stuff that we wanted to share right and that's pretty much all this episode is is like oh no 100 percent. and we've done a helter skelter randomized episode before i just think it's funny that we had zero discussion of like oh you want to go first oh let's structure it this way (laughs) we're just doing it okay doing it so we had a listener write in um a reddit article it was a reddit thread 
article at the top and then a bunch of people commented similar stories below, which piqued my interest. It was about children of serial killers or family mm-hmm. members of serial killers, which is something we haven't talked about on this show, surprisingly. And it was very interesting. And also there was a cool connection, which I'm such a dum dumb. This listener wrote in and was like, wow, this story about the daughter of a serial killer, you have to read her article. I'd never heard of this killer before. I read the entire article and commented back, me either. This was a great read. Five minutes later, I realized we have absolutely covered this killer on the podcast. And it's Is not it just me Rosemary? thinking it's sword and scale again. We definitely did. No, we covered it on Obsession Sessions with George. George talked about the happy face killer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a big one. And I, had I think he even mentioned that he, like, that he had, had a daughter, that he had a family. Yeah. yeah. George even talked about, because I went back and listened to the episode for a refresher, George even mentioned several times how strange he was with his daughter. And I was like, (laughs) so I have heard of this, but I thought the connection made it even more fun to talk about. So Keith Jesperson was known as the happy face killer. You can go back and listen to our Obsession Session episode, part one, where George talks about him, our dear friend. George told us how this guy is an absolute creep. He would confess his murders at, he would either mail into the media, he would write into them, or he would confess his murders on truck stop bathroom stalls, and he would sign all of his confessions with a creepy ass happy face. He was proud of his work. He was very sick. He's just pure evil. I don't remember how he killed. How did he kill people? It was usually binding, torturing. BTK style? Yeah, BTK style. Um, I think rape was involved as well. And also his most brutal one, which George mentioned, was he tied one of his (gasps) ex-girlfriends to the bottom of his truck and dragged all of her skin off. And it wasn't. It, I mean, I'm sure part of it was the sick, twisted torture of it all, but he mostly wanted to get rid of her prints because one of his biggest things was he prided himself on not leaving a trace. Like right. he loved that he knew how to wash away prints and throw away evidence. He was awful. So thought he was pretty slick. Thought he was real slick. Keith murdered at least eight women that we know of, and he confessed these crimes with his happy face. He was eventually found when he killed his ex-girlfriend in 1994, and then he was convicted in 1995. So this article came to us about Keith Jesperson's daughter, Melissa Moore, who has written several articles and a book about being the daughter of the happy face killer. And it's opened up this sad and fascinating world of family members of killers. So many people have come forward because of Melissa, which is actually a cool thing because there was not a community of people who felt safe to come out and talk about their trauma and their experiences. So Melissa was pretty cool coming out about it. I pulled a couple things from her article. It was really long. I wanted to mention a few things and then talk about some other people. She said how when her and her siblings were growing up, they would find animals, little kittens or bunnies or any little rodent passing through their yard And their father would immediately grab the animal from them and start torturing it right in front of them and would always end up killing it. And sometimes it would take a few days of him torturing the animal before it would die. He was enjoying keeping it alive to, like, make it squirm and play with it. And it was just horrible right in front of his children. He would also go into great detail about his sex life with his daughter, Melissa, first saying how much he liked having sex with her own mother, 
And then once the parents separated, he would tell the children details about his sex life with other women and new girlfriends and sometimes prostitutes, too. He was also known to make lewd comments towards women in public and try to include his children in the catcalling. If you can imagine, like, the little elbow to the kid, like, hey, look at her. You want to you wanna make a comment, too? Look at that ass. Like, that kind of thing. It was horrible. So he was trying to bring his kids into a sick world. The oldest daughter, Melissa, the one who wrote all the articles, 100% got the worst of it, which is so sad because she was the oldest. She was able to understand more, first of all, but also he would take her on car rides after dropping the kids off at their school Mm -hmm. and just drive around as if he wanted to have father-daughter time. And he would talk about these strange ways he thought he could get away with crimes and he would talk about getting rid of fingerprints and getting rid of bodies but melissa said she didn't catch on because she was a teenager and she you have to remember this was her father and she still wanted to believe right and it was her daddy this wasn't a time of like internet searches and you know what i mean it wasn't a time going on yeah or um you know facebook where people are constantly posting about missing people or for sure she didn't know bodies yeah she didn't know and she also which she has explained in articles she wanted to believe as long as she could that this was just her dad and she knew that he was actually really into true crime and detective fiction and read a lot of books about crime and so she thought this was just part of the obsession and she brushed it off but she later found out that when they'd go on these drives he was driving her through areas where he had dumped bodies no, and like deserted what? deserted places oh, and Lord. she made the connections later in life and was like he was driving me by the crime scene and reliving it in his own sick way but she yeah for so long just tried to love him through it so in 1995 when keith was arrested Melissa and her siblings were sat down and told by their mother. She will never forget that day and printed in her mind forever thinking, my father murdered someone. Because at the time, they thought it was just this one woman, the ex-girlfriend. And she thought, okay, I guess there were a couple signs pointing towards that, but this is still crazy. Then as time went on, they realized he murdered seven people and he had zero remorse about any oh of it. Oh, my God. So Melissa just writes, what's fascinating and so sad about this world is Melissa writes about having to let go of the relationship with her dad and realize that even though he was nice to her, he was so sick and twisted that he probably could have flipped at any time and hurt the children as well. And I think it took many years for her to get to that point of like, I could have been one of his victims so easily. Yeah, I escaped this and he was an evil man. He's not the dad that I thought I knew. And she said the reason that she wanted to start coming forward because was because her own daughter, she went on to marry and have children and live a normal life. Thank goodness she wasn't too traumatized to, you know, not live a normal life. Her daughter would come and ask her and say, hey, we talk about families in school and why don't I have a grandpa? Like, where's your dad? And her mom would always just say, oh, he's in prison. And she would be honest about that. But she realized those questions and those curiosities were going to keep coming from her children, from other people. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to just be free and come forward about it all. So she started talking publicly about it. Again, wrote a book. She went on Oprah. She's very outspoken about it now. And since she has come out, so many more people have come forward and said, I didn't think 
I had anyone I could talk to about this. And right. thank you for coming forward. So. Well, I think that the psychology behind that, I mean, even though like you had nothing to do with it, there's still no. guilt associated oh, with the fact that like my dad did this to X amount of people. Like my dad ruined so many people's lives. My dad took so many people's lives. There's still a kind of guilt associated with it. Even when it's your father, like you had nothing to do there's with nothing it. nothing you could do. Yeah. I can understand it more so when it's like my son or daughter mm-hmm. was a murderer. Yeah. Feeling guilt because uh, like yes. what could I have done differently? Right. What? But oh, like even as a child, yeah, mm-hmm. you still have that guilt. It's so true. And that and actually. you also don't want people to look at you like oh, you no. could be anything like, like Oh, that you person. got his genes. Yeah. That's actually very true with this woman named Jen Carson who came forward because of Melissa Um, She was the daughter of James Carson. I actually hadn't heard of these two. James Carson and Susan Barnes were a a duo known as the San Francisco Witch Killers. Have we talked about them? Yeah, I didn't think so. I hadn't heard of them. They were convicted of murdering three women, and their defense was that the women were witches, and they needed to rid the world of all witches Mm. for God. So that's fun. Um, Jen basically has nothing nice to say about her dad. She was different from Melissa in that they never had a good relationship and she always felt like there was a broken tie between her and her father. She saw him as weak and as a follower because he dated several women throughout her childhood and he would sort of just adapt to whatever that person was. Right. So not saying that he's relieved of committing these crimes because it was just Susan that talked him into it, but... He could be convinced to do anything. If he was dating a devout Christian, he went that route. She said, she even went as far as saying he would totally join ISIS if the right woman came along. So she did not think fondly of him at all. He met Susan Barnes, followed what she was doing, and decided he wanted to murder women who he thought were witches. Jen Carson, his daughter today, is advocating for children of prisoners and is also fighting to make sure her father and Barnes stay behind bars. I guess there was some sort of appeal going on that actually had a chance of making it. And Mm -hmm. she is fighting against them because she wants justice. She especially wants justice for the victims' families. And she wants a space for the children of prisoners to feel comfortable to speak. So she's an advocate for both those sides of the party. And now her and Melissa have become friends. And they now... Friendship! I know. And they now do interviews and host groups together, which is great. And she says it was all because of Melissa's bravery that she was able to come forward. And speaking of what you were saying before, Jen felt like before she heard Melissa's testimony that she was a terrible person. Mm -hmm. She believed she had the devil inside of her because of who her father was. And she didn't ever want to talk about who her family was, what had happened, because she believed it was just evil that she couldn't avoid. And she would probably end up the same way as her dad. And now she's able to move past that and say, no, I'm going to work for justice and for better and Work for a, a better tomorrow. Yeah, and just because I share a blood relation to him does not make him a part of my life. Exactly. I just wanted to speak on one more person before we move on. Uh, the daughter of the BTK killer. Oh, since gosh. We were, I forgot that. Since we kind of mentioned that. Ugh, I just, this one would make me feel crazy. Uh, her name is Carrie Rawson. Mm-hmm. She was the first of his family back in Kansas to come forward and break the silence. It took nine years for anyone in the family to speak out and take claim of him being their relative, but Carrie just couldn't take it anymore. She was furious that books, 
Her motive was a little different. She was furious that movies and books had been written about her father and that there was so much media attention surrounding him because, I mean, BTK, it's true. He's so famous. He's so talked about. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, I would say he's one of the most... Well, no, that's hard to say. There's a lot. He he is one of one the of most the most famous, uh, famous American serial killers. Yes, absolutely. that is very yeah. fair to say. So she was just so angry that people are elevating this guy and feeding his ego because she hated the monster that he was, and she knew that he was fueled by ego and that this was just giving him a bigger head, which it totally was. And she didn't want him to feel like he was famous or that anything he did was justified. But I mean, it was too late for that. Yeah. I don't think he cared at all. She is now is he in still talks- alive. I feel like he died recent, not recently, but like not that long ago. I'm going to look. Yeah, Google it. And then cut this out if I was wrong. (laughs) I want to say he died. But the only interesting thing about this is she hated that there were books written about him, but she is now in talks to write a book of her own. However, she says in her defense that she wants it to focus on the trauma of her family solely and not be about her father at all. Right. She may and not even mention who and... he is. She just wants to say, this was the aftermath of my family. This is what we went through. This is what I'm dealing with in my soul now. So she... He's alive. He's 73. Okay. I don't know why I thought he died. So he's still alive, and she he probably still thinks he's great. So she seems a little more troubled than the other girls. I feel yeah. like they have moved they have forward kind of in a little more of a positive way. Yeah, they're I think kind she's of still- finding a positive spin on it and finding ways that they can make the world a better place after their parents have made the world a worse place. Yes. And she's still Carrie a little seems bit a little bitter. stuck in the darkness. She yeah, also which- has one of the most famous Right. It's a little different. murderers as her father. Ugh. I yeah, like I said, I, and I can't even imagine. And his crimes were so heinous. Atrocious. Like there's there isn't even a good enough word to describe how terrible they were. So I don't blame her at all for being stuck in her darkness. I think that's, I just think this world of being a family member of a serial killer is so fascinating. I couldn't not talk about it and was surprised we hadn't covered it before because it's, yeah, I can't imagine the trauma that you go through following that. I can't remember the serial killer. I really wish I could. I don't think it was Ted Bundy. It might have been... You know, I, I'm not even going to try and guess, but there was a serial killer whose father who would kill animals mm-hmm. when he was a child. And it was because his father would torture them. Oh. So he would kill them quickly. He would like smash them over the head or so he drown didn't them, want them or to go because he didn't want them to go through torture. That's interesting. But then he obviously, growing up with the father that he did, became twisted and and ended up becoming yeah. a serial killer Didn't but really i remember reading that about how it was like they were like mercy killings at first yeah with these animals Which it wasn't so a torturing sad. thing it was like if my dad gets a hold of this i know you know happen. squirrel or cat or whatever like it's going to be so much worse so yeah. if i kill them really quickly they won't have to go through that. Put them out of their misery. Mm-hmm. They That's actually use that in. So um, sad. What a sad oh, it's beginning. Totally sad. They use that in the movie. Did you ever see The Cell? Mm-mm. They use that in the movie. The killer in that movie says, like, um, that one time he found, like, an injured bird. And because the serial killer in that movie drowns his victims. And he mm-hmm. said one time he found an injured bird. And he knew that if his dad came home and found it, he would do something awful. So he held it underwater until it stopped breathing. Ugh. And that was like the first thing he ever killed. 
That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember who it was. I wonder if it was the Green River Killer. Because I, I know it was in a book that I read about it. And I've read a lot of Anne Rule. So I'm like, who's uh, Anne Rule? Love Anne Rule. <laughs> who has she written about? Um, anyways. Also, I didn't include him in my little sharing section. But the son of the Green River Killer has memories of being driven around with his father when he did his killings. Like at times when the dad. When he did them? He, wouldn't, oh. he didn't witness them. But he remembers stopping on the side of the road, picking up a woman. And his dad would say, we'll be right back I'm gonna go show her something and they'd go off into the woods and he'd murder them throw them into the river and they'd come back to the car and just be like sorry about that son and I was like what like this boy he is very traumatized I mean as would be expected but I just I can't imagine being in the car and realizing later in life what kind of errands you were actually on (sighs) gives me the willies and you're so afraid of repressed memories, too. I can yeah. imagine that that's very scary for you. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> I don't know what's going to come forward later in my life. Yeah. So that's a lot. I love that. I'm excited to read, to actually read, because I was waiting, because I knew we were doing this episode. Yeah. And I know you love true crime. So I was like, <laughs> I know Lauren's going to cover this, very so nice I'm not going to read this. And now I'm very excited yeah, to go it's read a, it. Yeah, it's a good, interesting article. Melissa's a cool lady. Yeah. When you, when you said that about... A famous or a, a murderer that we've talked about. I assumed you meant Mary West because her her kids, kids were are so still alive. Up, I'm sure, and right? are, are like didn't they involve them? They did involve their children. I mean, they killed one of their kids. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but yes, they did involve their children in a lot of the sexual stuff. But yeah, their kids. I want to say that they don't talk to her anymore because mm-hmm. you know Fred killed himself. Yeah. He's a coward. Yep. Um, and Took the easy didn't way out. want to Face serve life up. in prison or get executed. But they were uh, with Marie. Was it Marie West or Mary West? That was Marie or Mary. Anyways. One of the daughters. Um, no, the mother. Oh, that was Rosemary. Oh, it's Rosemary. That's oh. what it is. I was like, Mary doesn't sound right. Rosemary West. <laughs> you thank even you. said Rosemary I earlier. Did. I'm <laughs> Losing very tired. Enough. With Rosemary, I know her kids talked to her for a long time. Like they would visit her in prison and they would write her letters That's and they would try and like get her out. But I think they've stopped. I don't think I that would they, imagine. I think after a while, the spell was broken. And yeah, they, I bet. Do you want to hear? I'm going to let you choose what I do next. Oh, hey. So I have some advice. I have a listener story or I have a listener theory. I want to hear the advice one because I know what you're giving advice on. I read the email (laughs) and I have been dying to know what your thoughts on it were. Oh, my gosh. I have so many thoughts on it. Okay. And I have, I'm going to have commentary along the way because you'll see. It's okay. So this (laughs) question had come in from listener turned internet friend, Carolyn P. Hey, Carolyn. Carolyn P. Carolyn writes, a really good friend of mine has a ghost in her house, exclamation point. She said she's keeping her friend's name anonymous as it's not her story. She has two different, she's had two different psychics visit and told her the exact same story that the original previous owner doesn't know he has died and is upset that his wife drives by and doesn't pick him up the ghost doesn't seem malicious just throws things around the house or moves things 
My friend's husband is military and currently deployed. The ghost only seems to be active when the husband is away. She has tried burning sage, sprinkling holy water, and asking the ghost to be quiet or telling the ghost that her husband will be home soon. Nothing seems to work until my friend's husband comes home. Any other ideas of what might work? Thanks for your help, weirdos, and I love you, Carolyn. We oh, love smiley you. face too. We love you, Carolyn. Thank you for writing us. So it certainly seems like Carolyn's friend has done everything in the book to cleanse her house of spirits. Right? Like you've That's covered. That's why this stumped me. I know. Holy water sage, negotiation. Um, my next thought is that this is not a residual haunting. That being said, this is not just a scene that's replaying itself over and over again. Right. Unless it's the same objects that get moved every time or thrown or what have you. Sure. And it's the same thing kind of being said, like if, if she's hearing voices, if it's the same thing. In that case, if it is the same items, I would get rid of those particular objects and see if that was the problem. Like if the objects are negatively charged or if they belong to the previous owner. And maybe that's what's maybe. messing with this guy. Uh, a more drastic measure would be to take an object from every room in your house, including the bathrooms, take them to a priest who can bless each object and put the objects back into the rooms. Uh, you can also get your entire house blessed, but this is kind of a way to bless each room without having a priest come to your come house. Come to the house. Oh, that's interesting. And you interesting. could do like tiny things. Like you could take a candle from this room. You could take like a utensil, like a piece of decor utensil from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You take small once you could even just take in like a couple candles and put one in each room. Yeah. And another thing you could try is clearing the spirits using white candles. If you get the newsletter last month, I talked a lot about candle magic and white symbolizes purity and the divine. So with candle magic, you always use a new candle, never an old used candle, like a brand new candle. You're only using it for this. Okay. Yes. If you light a new candle, a new white candle in each room of your home, walk around the room, command the spirit, ghost, or negative entity, what have you, to leave, open the windows and order the spirit to leave like you would do with smudging. You can even smudge simultaneously. Okay. Bonus, you could take those white candles to a priest or to someone. And have them blessed. Have them blessed. Put one in each room and Mm. try that. It's like doubling down. Yeah. Okay. It's like having a sword and a shield. Yes. <laughs> the only other thing I could possibly uh, think of for this scenario, for like a residual haunting scenario, is feng shui. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophie from episode six taught us a lot about the importance of That's true. positive energy flow in the home. And if you take that knowledge and apply it to negative energy, it could be that negative energy isn't flowing, so it's stuck inside. Okay. If you believe in feng shui. Which sure. the thing is, is like... There's nothing to believe. It's true. Like if you have the appropriate energy flow in your home, it is going to feel better. Yeah, 100%. And that could just be a psychology thing, but it just is. It totally works. Anytime Alex and I have rearranged our furniture, if we like, it's gone the other way where it's been bad and it's brought negative energy where we're like, oh, this is not the setup Mm -hmm. for this room. But once you find your flow, it feels amazing. Yeah. And it's not one of those things. It's not like a, it's the energies of the, it's a literal 
flow of energy yeah. is always flowing. Yeah, like it's in the air. It's and it always opens flowing. up the flow. Yeah, the room, and it just like feels that chair. Happy. It's Aunt Leah's chair, but uh-huh. it's in the fucking way, and it ruins the flow of this it whole is place. Quite in the way. It is so in the way, but I want to get rid of it. Aunt I know, Leah's it's, chair. It's Aunt Leah's chair. What are you gonna do? What am I supposed to do? I feel like Not Leah's have sitting it? there. Just Hi, Leah. smiling at us. <laughs> okay, so however, all of that being said, the fact that the spirit is quiet when the husband is home. Yeah. And that saging and holy water didn't work. I actually think that she could be dealing with a poltergeist. Yeah. I okay. I'm glad you said that because I had that same thought. But it also reminded me of the spirit in your old apartment that didn't like men. And I wondered True. if that was, I, my question throughout all of this was, is that a common thing that spirits only like to communicate with women or is that just two incidences or, that happened yeah, to be or related? Or it was just that like the particular spirit, because when we were asking Ben questions, it was answering that it. I asked, like, do you like to scare women? And it said, yes. I guess that's true. And it was like, and that was oh, just great. his specialty. <laughs> I was just, I thought that was interesting. And I feel spookier in my apartment when Alex leaves town, but that's True. just because I'm scaring myself. Well, so poltergeist for anyone who doesn't know, because it's something we actually haven't covered a lot on the show yet, but it literally means it translates to noisy ghost. Oh, and I didn't know that. traditionally they haunt people, not houses and homes, right. which could explain it could have, I could have had a poltergeist when sure. I went from apartment to apartment because it followed me. And they usually trouble these people by levitating or moving objects. And sometimes it can get more violent, like throwing things at you, tripping you, hitting you, biting you, etc. Poltergeists seem to range from innocent and mischievous to deliberately malevolent, depending on the situation and the conditions. Hmm. So some people think poltergeists are a type of ghost, a type of ghost that's capable of interacting with our environment Other people believe it's solely related to the inner workings of the human host. But really, it could be a combination of both things. Yeah. We already know that we have the ability to affect the atmosphere. Like, that is a proven fact. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to affect the atmosphere around us. The scientists that did that energy test I've talked about before, testing how different types of energies, angry, sad, happy, affect an environment and for how long, anger being the absolute longest. But even without scientific testing, just walk into a room where someone has been arguing. Mm -hmm. Even if they're not arguing anymore, tension is palpable. You can feel tension. Whether it's like tension between people, whether it's a sexual tension, a sexual energy, whether it's an anger energy, you can actually feel it. Mm-hmm. Even if you've just walked into a room, they're not even looking at each other. They're on the other oh side of gosh, the room. Oh my gosh, that's when can you can feel, feel it the it. most. Like, you two were just fighting. You were just fighting. I feel and it I in have the room. Go. It's hot. It doesn't feel good. So is stress, though. Mm-hmm. Stress can literally physically affect your environment. So could it be that activity picks up when the husband is gone, when the husband's deployed, because her life gets so much more stressful taking when care he's of her deployed. Child. Yeah. Taking care of, she's raising a five year old. Right. She worries about her husband, I'm sure. I also heard from Carolyn that the son is very accident prone and has taken several trips to the ER. Mm-hmm. That's such a, st- oh my God. That is such a stressful situation. Yeah. I can't imagine having to do that. It's I can't probably imagine- constant anxiety in constant. that house. And then when he comes home, 
guess what? That stress is relieved yeah. tenfold because you have someone else helping you with your child. Totally. Your husband is within reach. That's going to change the energy. It's going to change it. Now, also, poltergeist activity has been seen more often in homes with children, specifically homes with children who are undergoing some kind of stress. So it could be possible that the child is the one that's stressed and is affecting the atmosphere. And when his dad is home, it makes... It changes things. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. Better. Especially because he's accident prone, it sounds like that. Especially because he's accident prone. Yeah. I would actually start testing... If most of the activity happens when the child is in the house or when the child is out of the house and asking the child how he's feeling directly around the time of the activity occurring. Mm -hmm. So like say you're like in the kitchen and you hear something get thrown in the living room and you know your child's like in the bedroom or maybe they're in the kitchen with you. Like literally take that moment and just like don't be like, how are you feeling right now? But like check in with your kid. Yeah. Because they could be feeling stress for whatever reason or right. sadness for whatever reason and is like actually making activity happen. Yeah. But yeah, if you can pinpoint who is causing the activity Then you can address how to deal with stress in a healthier way. Mm -hmm. And if you're holding on to something dark, you have to let it go. So the thing that needs cleansing isn't the rooms in your home. It's you. It's the rooms in your soul. Oh, the rooms of the soul. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I loved that. (laughs) That was great advice. Lots of different theories that could all be tested and could help her greatly. I think that was wonderful. Thank you. The wise old owl, Ashley. Mm-hmm, wise old owl. I actually <laughs> got called, what did my boss call me yesterday? Mother Mother Ashley. Oh, I like that <laughs> so much more than wise old owl, yeah. Ashley. Because I yelled at, I didn't Mother. yell, but like I, I got on to um, someone who works there who is 18 and, or 19 or 20. I don't know. He's very young. And I had yelled at him for something and my boss was like, why'd you yell at him? And I was like, because he was being inappropriate. <laughs> and the kid was like, I didn't do anything. And he was like, come on, that's Mother Ashley. <laughs> it was like, do as she says. <laughs> you are Mother Ashley. You listen to Mother listen Ashley. Listen to Mother Ashley. I, I do, though, just FYI, hate it when people call their mom and dad mother and father. Oh, 100%. I do it, too. It's... I'll be like, oh, my father. You know what I mean? But do I think you? father is a little. Oh, I usually say mom and dad, but I know I've said mother and father. I'm sure you have. I'm just trying to remember. She's my mother. That sounds better. But when you're saying like, yeah, um, mother or my, mother, I don't know. There's you something. Of, yeah, thing. I think I it's because like it. I went to college with literally one of the creepiest people I've ever met. Like he would touch you inappropriately in a oh, creepy way, okay. and like he was very strange. And I just can't. But he would call his mom mother. Nope. And he'd be like, I'm having dinner with mother. And it was like, ugh. That makes me think ugh. of what's his toes? Norman. Norman Bates? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. what I immediately think of when someone says I'm don't having call dinner with mother. mother. Just don't. Ew. <laughs> now I feel funny and Now I feel things. <laughs> um. Okay. So I only have one more topic that I covered. That's so okay. I only really have one more topic and then I have a listener story. A story. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So I don't, I can't remember if this was the same person because it's come through in a direct message, an email, and several times in comments on our pictures when we say, write into us. Do you have something we want us to talk about? So I don't know if it's the same person over and over or not, but 
people have been wanting to hear about paranormal games. I've been wanting to hear about paranormal games. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I thought to keep it a little more interesting because there's some that are traditional and that more people Bloody know. Mary, we talk we know. about some obscure ones. But yeah, we know Bloody Mary. We know about, I mean, you could even consider using a Ouija board as mm-hmm. like a paranormal Lies game. Liza Stiff as a board. Yes! I had that written down too because greatest sleepover game ever. Liza Featherstiff as a board. I swear we lifted one of my friends I, when we were I've lifted a friend. Yeah. Like, it happens, right? There is, is someone s- cheating? No, there is some sort of scientific thing, like, scientific explanation for As why you are able to lift them using because you only use like two, two fingers. fingers and you test it there's always the test round first i don't know if everyone does this but me and my friends would go ready try it and we'd be like oh oh she won't move and then we'd start chanting and then she would lift i don't that makes me think someone was cheating <laughs> how would they be cheating though i don't the know thing. you know i struggle with this i'm still not sure how i feel about ouija boards when we did the ouija board with ryan and tyler as soon as we finished i was like i know one of you assholes moved that <laughs> i'm a skeptic anyway i still love playing lives of other stiff as a board the, as soon as the person goes in the air i'm so excited okay but i thought we'd talk about some different ones so paranormal games for anyone who says what's a paranormal game i don't think anyone's saying that i think we all know but it's basically <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory spook- but yeah it's a yeah. game involving the paranormal it's basically like a spooky ritualistic way for people to try and communicate with a quote-unquote other realm or finding out are there spirits in your room are there demonic forces at your house is there someone in a parallel universe you could summon through a chant just any of those questions you want answered, you can use a fun paranormal game to try and figure it out. So it's just testing to see who's lurking around you or in your house. And some of them are fun and for sleepovers, as we just discussed. Some of them that I found are horrifying and I want to cry and I don't know who takes the time to do these things. (laughs) So who would volunteer this? Who would volunteer for this? I'm going to start with the... Where is my life? The Midnight Game. And this comes from a game that was submitted on Creepypasta. I actually hadn't heard of this. I had to look it up. But if anyone knows about this, there's a story about a Midnight Man on Creepypasta. And then the Midnight Man game came forward. And apparently there's also a creepy video game, just like there is the Slender Man game. Which I, no, thank I played you. No, that thank once you. and was done for life. And I assume Midnight Man is similar. And if anyone has played this game, please write in and tell us about it because I'm curious how the game is. But there is a real life way you can play the Midnight Game. It says this game is pretty simple, but the ritual summoning part of it is complex. And if you can't follow rules closely or see things to an end, this game is not for you. Oh, great. So first you need a candle, plenty of matches. You cannot use a lighter, a pen and paper, something to draw blood with, and a wooden front door. So most doors. (laughs) Yeah, I just looked at yours before I offended you. Yeah, most doors. And some salt. Once you have all of your supplies, sort out everything that you're going to do because you have to be set up and ready before midnight. And you can't go back for anything once the game has begun. So before midnight, make sure you write your name on the paper with the pen. Prick yourself and put a drop of blood on the paper. Gather the candle and the matches. Place the paper with your name and blood in front of the wooden door. Turn off all your lights, all electronics, everything, and light your candle. 
Once it is 11.59, you set your lit candle next to the paper and begin knocking on your door 22 times. No. I, know. I don't I already like hate it. it. I told you. These are going to be spooky. Completing the 22nd knock as the clock strikes midnight, which like, you're going to have to have... Right? You're going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do this eight nights in a row. I'm going to have to have a stopwatch, but you said I couldn't have anything. I'm just confused. (laughs) After the 22nd knock, open your door. No thanks, because who's going to be behind it? Blow out your candle, close your door, and immediately relight your candle. What? Why? Okay. Begin moving all over the house. Don't stop moving. This is important. You have to keep moving. Listen to this. Until 3.33 a.m., Three fucking hours. Why? T- this doesn't sound like a this. game. This sounds this like a. Fake. This sounds like work. In this article, it says, like we mentioned, the game itself is fairly simple. Uh, no, you have to move around for three and a half. No, hours. you got to light a candle. You got to blow out a candle. You got to knock you know, twenty-two the door times. Thing, the, it's a no. lot. During the course of the game, you have to be mindful of the following: do not stay in place longer for a few seconds at most, or else the midnight man will catch you. Do not say anything taunting or teasing to the midnight man or he will catch you. If your candle goes out and you're unable to relight it within 15 seconds, stop what you are doing, draw a circle of salt around you. That's how the salt comes in. And do not move from that circle of salt until 3.33 a.m. Because the midnight man will get you. Do not leave your house until the game has ended. How do you win this? I don't know, Ashley. Even if you aren't sure if the summoning worked, follow the rules just to be safe. Because what if you decide to laugh it off and Midnight Man comes and chops your head off? Don't go to sleep during the game. That would be the hardest part for me. I'd have to drink like 20 Red Bulls to last this long. Yeah, but can you sit still long enough to go pee? Oh, yeah. Um, Do you have to just pee all over your house? I don't know. Just run and let the stream How do you find the bathroom? You can't have a flashlight. You can't have anything. Oh, this game sounds awful. This game's the worst. You'll know when he's near because you will feel panic, dread. You'll hear voices. You'll see movement out of the corner of your eye. You'll hear knocks and thuds throughout your house. Long story short, don't risk it. Don't let him catch you. Follow the rules. Some say even if you're not actually seeing the midnight man, you will scare yourself into hallucinations. <laughs> that that would be me. That's, I would just convince yeah, myself that he was probably next to what's me. happening. Go on. And then these are some of the things that people claim will happen if he catches you. This is the folklore. He will haunt you for the rest of your life. He will show you your greatest fear. Or this jolly thing of ripping out all of your organs one by one. Oh, all right. So, you know. If you want to hold on to go for that. How what do you get if you make it till 330 in the morning? You live. <laughs> this is the worst I game know. I've ever. Do they know what a game is? I know. So this one I hate. But that's why I wanted to read about it. Because this it's to terrifying. me isn't just like summoning some Bloody Mary in a mirror. This is just like, do you live or do you die? Yeah. Do you want to test fate right now? I know. Apparently this game besides. Yes, it was brought up on Creepypasta and the people who write in stories on there just have crazy imaginations but apparently this does have roots in ancient pagan ritual that was used as a form of punishment for those who disobeyed the gods and so this was sort of taken from those rituals and put into a game i say with air quotes Mm -hmm. it's not much of a game and that's what we get oh my god I mean, it is kind of a punishment. Like, first it of is. all, I find it hard to believe that anyone's ever finished this fucking thing. That's why I want someone to write because... in and, like, tell me more about this. Yeah, I don't someone think people try do this. this for us. Yeah. Tell I, us about here's it. the thing We're I would gonna. totally try it. However, I go to bed at like 11 30. God, I go to bed at like 9 p.m. <laughs> nowadays. So, 
<laughs> I pregnancy. can't. So you have to try it and you have to report back. Thanks. I'm not going to put my baby in danger. So uh, you guys have to do this oh, for us. Oh, yeah. She's, she's... I have an excuse. Got an excuse now. Also, like, okay. No, go on. No, please. I just, I have nothing else to Don't say. Don't you about. hate it so much? No, because it, 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 the thing is, the thing about it is that it is just like Bloody Mary because all the lights are off. Mm-hmm. And that's how most of the games are. Yeah, that's how most of the games are. And the, the psychology behind it, like, if it is silent, if all of the lights are off, your brain is going to start filling in blanks. Yes. Because it does not want to be in the dark for that long. No. It does not want to be in silence for that long. You're going to see a goat. You are going to (laughs) start seeing things from the corner of your eye. You're going to start hearing things. You're going to start the panic and the dread is just a natural thing. And the more you panic, you think about the bye-bye man or whatever, midnight man. Sorry. But bye-bye man is a thing too. (laughs) You think about the midnight man, it's going to make you panic more. It's going to make you see more things, hear more things. Like I totally get why this is a very scary game. It's scary whether you believe it or not. at all. Like, yeah. It's not going to be a fun time. But boy, oh boy. I love how they're like, it's a very simple game. And I'm like, this is the most complicated thing I've ever heard in my entire life. When I saw the word simple, I laughed because that was not <laughs> true. Laughed. Um, you're going to hate this next one even more. Great. I actually had like four games, but these first two are so long that I may just read these two and just give the others honorable mentions. So this next one is called One Man Hide and Seek. <laughs> it originated in Japan. Its name in Japan is Hitori Kakorenbo. I'm sure I said that perfect. That's right. I know it. This deals with a little bit of magic, mm. a little bit of witchiness. A little bit of Monica it hails from in my life. A little bit of I believe this was started out of witchcraft in Japan okay. originally. And now... Mm, Japanese witchcraft? I know, uh, right? That. Sign me up. So in this game, you summon a spirit into the body of a doll who then plays hide and seek with you. No, no, (laughs) Ah! no. I can't. No. And then Mm. seems innocent, right? Totally No, it doesn't. No, I'm kidding. So we all hate dolls and mannequins anyway. So let's just make our worst nightmare come to life. To do this ritual, you will need a doll. Scissors or something sharp, red thread and a needle, some rice, hair and or nail clippings from yourself. Gross. Oh, Jesus. Even though it's your own, still gross. Salt water in a cup and a bathroom. Like that. Oh, so simple. Potty. Simple. simple. What a simple game. Easy. Do it on Friday. It's an easy, breezy game. (laughs) There's a fair amount of work for this ritual, so buckle up. Important note you must name the doll. This ritual or game will not work if you have not named the doll and the doll cannot have your name once you have everything which will take you hours maybe go into the bathroom and cut the doll open remove all of the filling and then restuff it with the rice and the nail clippings gross again Ugh. i'm just going to keep saying it sew the doll back up with the red thread and needle and run a bath filled with water put the doll on the sink counter and go to your hiding spot anywhere in your house or apartment Place, this is where things, I'm just like, this is so complicated and awful. Everyone stop. Place the cup of salt water and the sharp object on the floor of your hiding spot. Once it reaches 3 a.m., all these late night things, you have to tell the doll, say whatever its name is, Janice. Janice, is it? And then go into the bathroom, put the doll into the water-filled tub, turn off all the lights in your house, and then go back to your hiding spot. Then you're allowed to turn on your TV. 
I hate this game. Close your eyes, count to ten, then pick up the sharp object and go back into the bathroom. The doll should still be there. Say to the doll, I found you, Janice. After you say this, you stab the doll with the sharp object. What the fuck? Place the doll back on the counter and run back to your hiding place. Do not take the sharp object with you this time. Now that you're back in your hiding spot, remain silent. If anything happens to your TV, flickering images turning itself off, that means that the spirit or the doll is near. After you've been hidden for a bit, you have to take half or as much as you can of the salt water into your mouth. Don't swallow it, of course, but hold it in your mouth. Then go and search for the doll again. Make sure you bring the rest of the cup of salt water with you. Once you have found the doll, we're hoping still in the bathtub or that's horrifying, you have to pour the rest of the salt water onto it and spit the water from your mouth onto it and tell it, I win three times. And this is how the game ends. What? This Why? is real, Ashley. What like, is... It was on several websites. What is... Wait. Why? What is the point of this one? To see if the doll moves, basically. Like, you're hoping the whole time the doll just stays oh, in the bathroom on the counter. but it might not. But there's a chance you go to your bathroom, the doll isn't there, and you still have to find the doll, spit the salt water out, and say, I win. Or else, I guess the doll finds you? I don't uh, know. So if the doll's not in the bathroom anymore, you have to find it and spit the water yep. on it? You have to find it. See what I was thinking is is you did all of that and you put the doll in the tub and then you went and hid and you kept the lights off for a certain amount of time. You could turn on your TV to see if the spirit was near or whatever. Right. And then when you went back in the bathroom, the doll's still in the tub, but there's a trail of water around the apartment. I bet that could be part of it and maybe be like, okay, I Because why, still... why, why else put it in the tub? Right. Eventually you take it back out of the tub, though. That's why this is so complicated and awful. If you remember, you after you stab to... it, you put it back on the counter. I know. Uh... It's it's a horrible game. <laughs> Once These games don't sound fun at all. This is my favorite rule. Once okay. the game has ended, dry the doll and burn it. If there are any remains of the doll left, put salt on it, discard it, and put it far away. Some things to keep in mind during the game. If you have your phone, keep it on Do Not Disturb and have the brightness at its lowest. Do not use your, use your phone unless you absolutely need to or have to, need to call, the call police. for help. Call the police. Try to stay as calm and silent as possible. That wouldn't nice work for try. me. Try to keep all the doors unlocked in case you need to run away. Oh, sure. I'll just invite strangers in. But no. if a stranger is going to break into your house during that, you know they're going to walk in and see what's going on and be like, okay, Hell never no. mind. And they'll leave Keep your stuff. They're going to yeah. see you next to a flickering TV with your cup of salt water and a, and a doll on doll. the counter in the bathroom that's been stabbed. stabbed. <laughs> and Go above on. all, try to use common sense. Try to ask some friends or even neighbors to keep an eye out for anything sp- suspicious while you're doing this game. Tell them a time to expect the lights to come back on in your house or apartment and what to do if they haven't heard from you in a while. So, I mean, they take it very seriously in Japan. I love how it's like, try to use common sense. Oh, yeah, try to use common what sense. What part of this what is common sense? What about the game sense? is common sense? <laughs> like, the none spitting of, it of makes the sense. salt water, like you can take the sharp object with you one time, not the other. Also, that line that I stuttered over so many times is because I thought it was so ridiculous that that's what you say. The first time you just go, doll's name, is it? Like, Janice, is it? That's the dumbest thing I've ever oh, heard. God. I guess you're confirming, like, this is your name, but, I mean, you came up with the name. It's all stupid. The honorable mentions, there's a game called Dry Bones, 
which is pretty similar to Bloody Mary. It involves going in the bathroom and trying to summon a spirit by staring at your reflection until you feel a presence, which again, you could end up Mm -hmm. seeing something because your mind will distort it. There's a couple more rules to that one, but it's very close to Bloody Mary. There's also a closet game where you have to light a match in the closet. And if the light goes out in a certain amount of time, that means a demon's coming for you. And there's an 11 mile game that also is very complicated and you have to like run around your house and then eventually get in your car and do some other involvement. There are insane paranormal games. Well, what's the one too? the elevator game where you try and go from floor to to floor to floor to floor to try and like access another dimension because that's what some people theorize that Elisa Lamb was doing. Oh, when she was trying well, to like get in the elevator. she ended up dead, so don't play that yeah, game. Yeah, so maybe don't play the game. Yeah, that game, you have to go in a certain sequence. It's like four, six, ten, two. You have to go to the floors in that certain sequence or apparently something bad will happen to you. But supposedly once, if you go in the correct sequence, once you get up to the 10th floor, you will enter a different world or a parallel universe. On one of the floors, supposedly a woman comes in and becomes like your guide and helps you. And I don't want that. (laughs) And I don't want any of it. I don't want the woman to join me. So yeah, that's terrifying too. But I had to read those first two to you because what? I can't. I can't. I can't (laughs) handle it. Uh, If any of you out there have played those games like if we ever wanted a time to write in, this is the time we mean it the this most. Because I time. have to hear what Play happened. these games. I'm not going to do it. And I nope. don't trust strangers on the internet. Play them. Nope. We'll send you the the simple instructions. <laughs> the really simple list of instructions really and supplies. Really simple instructions full of common sense. Okay. So this is actually, this is a fascinating theory sent in by listener Kristen St. Pierre. Which, First again. First of all. Fantastic name. name. I love it. So Kristen wrote us after our Halloween listener ghost stories episode, which was called If You've Got It, Haunt It. And she was interested in a theory that I've heard about and was fascinated by, but never actually did research into. But I'm going to read her email first because she was very thorough and wonderful. Thank you, Kristen. She writes, the abduction stories were particularly terrifying. I had some questions and comments about those in particular. Of those who sent in the stories that have been responsive to your follow-up emails, could you ask their blood type? I'm curious curious because some time ago I learned some interesting things about the different blood types, mainly in regards to people who have negative versus positive blood. I had never given much thought to it before, but apparently the positive or negative aspect refers to the presence or lack thereof of a protein in the blood referred to as the RH factor. To simplify things a bit, because I went down quite the rabbit hole when I discovered this, supposedly all humans evolved from this particular primate, but for some reason, less than 12% of the global population does not have this protein present in their red blood cells, while 100% of primates in our evolutionary chain have it. Additionally, women who have the RH negative blood who become pregnant are given shots to suppress their immune system. Because if their baby has RH positive blood, their body will develop antibodies that will attack the baby. I immediately called up my mother after reading about this. She has O negative and she confirmed it as if it were the most casual thing. (laughs) 
She had to receive such shots for both of her pregnancies. Otherwise, her body would have viewed, could have viewed the baby as a foreign entity. Reading further, there are all other types of weird things tied to people with negative blood. Many have been royalty or presidents, have reddish hair and light eyes, etc. Oh yeah, and people with reported abduction experiences are vastly RH negative. No. Yes. What? I, so I researched this because I was like, excuse me. No. I did find a study where 100 people were surveyed on their blood type and answered some simple questions, like a list of several questions, not okay. just like pertaining to blood type and experiences. But 58 of those people were RH negative. When asked if they had psychic abilities such as clairvoyance, mediumship, ESP, or telepathy, 75% said yes. Okay. When asked, are you sensitive to the paranormal such as sensing spirits, 82% said yes. Now, this is obviously not solid evidence, but it's definitely an interesting result. It's very interesting. Something that's also interesting, a lot of people who are RH negative also seem to suffer from night terrors and sleep paralysis. Mm. They've also reported that they have had out-of-body experiences. Interesting. Studies show that around 15% of the population are RH negative in blood type, which could be a really fascinating explanation as to why a majority of people cannot experience paranormal activity. But, you know, I'm O positive. Okay. So and you're sensitive. And to I'm everything. sensitive to stuff. So that's obviously not the only factor. Sure. And the thing is, is like they've done these studies and they can't prove, you couldn't prove this no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like you can't prove that your blood type influences you in this way. Yeah. Just like you can't like scientifically prove that the moon influences the human body, but we know that it does. Yeah. If it can influence tides Uh and we're made of 75% water. Right. Why don't you think that it can influence our bodies? Anyways. They always say when it's a full moon, pregnant women are flocking to the hospitals because the babies are being flown out of the womb. (laughs) So anyways, uh, this idea is not crazy, though. There have been multiple studies on blood types and how it affects our lives. They are known as pseudoscience because there's no concrete evidence. You can't look at a blood slide and see personality. But according to multiple surveys, it does seem like there's an interesting pattern. Mm -hmm. Most of the experiments have been done in Japan, where, interestingly enough, people have been discriminated against because of their blood type. Oh, like up till today, like we know that the Nazis did, like we Uh, know that Hitler referred to it where they refer to it as like genuine blood. I think it was just like I don't remember, but basically they said that like Jewish people had like impure blood Mm -hmm. anyways. So that's not like a new thing, but it's still around in Japan. So that's awful. they call it Burahara. I don't know, but it translates to blood harassment. And this all seemed to spread in 1927 after their first report on blood type affecting personality. It died down and resurfaced again in the 80s, again in the late 90s, and then again in 2004. Pretty much any time it's brought up via papers, books, newspaper, or like television appearances, whatever. Um, It starts this crazy string of blood type discrimination. And this is mostly because... um, of the different types of supposed personality traits. Okay? okay. So type O is confident and strong-willed. They're the warriors. Type A is mild-mannered and submissive. They're the farmers. 
A, B is intelligent and sensitive. They're artisans. And type B are cheerful. I'm A, B. Are you? Sensitive artisan. (laughs) Um, Are you positive or negative? Ah, shit. I don't know. Okay. And type B are cheerful and outgoing and they're like tradesmen. So now what ends up happening is that employers were actually asking people's blood types in job interviews. No. In Japan? Horrible. Yes. That's crazy, Tim. And the baby stuff. I added this in for you because I want to tell you about it. Holy crap. So basically, if you are RH negative and your baby is RH positive and a small amount of the baby's blood mixes with your blood, which happens often, your body might respond to it as if it was allergic to the baby. So it would send antibodies to cross the placenta and attack the baby's blood. What? But I did read that it doesn't really occur that much unless the mother has had a miscarriage, an induced abortion, an ectopic pregnancy, or a blood transfusion. Okay. Plus, you would be tested by your doctor. Everyone's tested for this. Okay. Like. So, I would know. You would know by now. So, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And uh, they're prepared for these kinds of things. Like, they actually give you, like she said, they give you shots to, I can't remember the shots called. I couldn't possibly pronounce it. That literally, like. They lower your immune system, which kind of sucks because you feel worse, but it stops your body from literally attacking and trying to, like, get Kill. the baby out of there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was looking at my blood type at the same time. I th- I was able to get to it so fast because I'm getting so much blood drawn through uh-huh. this pregnancy that I recently was told I'm AB positive. There you go. Don't All have to right. worry about it. There's a couple other thing our blood type determines. For example, non O blood types have 25 to 30% higher levels of blood clotting proteins. Oh. And they have a 15% greater risk of heart disease because of the blood clotting proteins. Great. Type O can have problems conceiving. Non-type O had um, an increased risk of gastric cancers. Mm. Type AB is the least common type. And it suggests they are 82% more likely to develop cognitive issues in the future. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> so, that sounds correct. So the thing is, is like we know those things about blood type. Like we have a vast amount of information that we can like test, that, yeah. we, can, that we can compare, contrast. But they're just now starting to test this theory that... People can be more sensitive, have uh, a sixth sense, if you will, because of the negative in their blood type. Yeah. That is fascinating. Mm -hmm. So I sent messages to everyone that sent us an alien abduction story. And so far, the only person that's got back to me is a negative. Okay. Well, there's something. So that's interesting. Oh my gosh, first of all, to Miss St. Pierre, that is amazing, and we never knew about Incredible. that, so thank you for bringing mm-hmm. that to light, and also, crazy! See, I had never known that at all, but I did, and I spoke to her about this via email, so I had a listener write in, and they actually kind of, they ghosted me when I had asked if we could use their story for a listener ghost stories episode. So mm. I'm thinking maybe they don't. So I'm not going to name their name and I'm not going to tell the story, but I am going to kind of reference what the story was about. 
essentially this person had witnessed a uh, a UFO mm-hmm. and not just like a what was that was that a, it was a UFO 100% mm-hmm. according to them and later in their life found out that like their father had also witnessed UFOs mm-hmm. in the same way and their uncle oh wow so i then was fascinated of the possibility that extraterrestrials if that is what they're witnessing, if they are witnessing UFOs in that way, are following bloodlines. Yeah. And have been for ever. That could very much be true. And if it is a vast majority of that negative in the bloodline, because that's hereditary too. Right. The negative is, is a hereditary it's thing. If that is alien DNA. Yeah. I could go with that theory. Oh, boy. I like that. I like that theory. Especially with, like, the abduction connections. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is I nuts. can't get over this. I know. Ooh, I definitely think it's something with the bloodlines. They're after those negatives. Mm-hmm. Even if they're just, like, studying. Yeah, them. I don't even mean, like, oh, they're coming to kill you all. Like, <laughs> just, like, monitoring. They're after those negatives. <laughs> they're after them. Yeah, they're just monitoring, them. watching, studying. Right. that was fun i love it i have one more thing so listener story now this i don't know if you remember kim practical kim practical oh the reddit (laughs) user uh yes okay i was like do you mean kim possible (laughs) no kim practical who you may remember from one of our listener ghost story episodes which was called sugar and spice in bathroom ghost twice (laughs) which is the best name i've ever come up with she had this story (laughs) and i won't ever get better about being in the bathroom where she when she was younger and hearing the singing coming from the shower and then the lights got turned off yep i remember it well my word made me want to crawl into a hole it was so scary so we chatted some more about paranormal experiences and she actually has a really really great reincarnation story that i thought i'd share today she writes it's the first memory i can recall having I only ever brought it up once to my mom when I was little who didn't believe me and later on in life to a friend who just looked at me like I was crazy. Anyway, I remember being a small kid and I'm sitting in between both parents in what looks like a waiting room. That's all I really remember from that specific moment. I just remember seeing those orange-ish uncomfortable ER waiting room chairs with an adult male and female sitting on either side of me. I remember being bored and wanting to go home. Next thing I know, I'm lying on my back on a bed and I'm being rushed through a hallway. I see doctors and nurses running alongside me wearing scrubs, surgical hats, etc. I just remember wearing nothing but underwear and I feel really cold. They rush me to the middle of a giant operating room and put a light on me. Everyone is just moving quickly around me, moving things, setting things up. Then one of the doctors puts a mask on my face. I'm not sure what's really going on, but I know that when they put the mask over your face, that's when you go to sleep. I look at the light above me, though, and it starts getting brighter, slowly at first, then quick, almost like I'm being sucked into it. I just remember it being insanely bright. Everything in the room disappeared, and all I could see was white. It didn't hurt my eyes or anything like that. It felt warm and peaceful. It's like it grew bigger and consumed me, and that's it. That's where the memory ends. It's not much, I know, but it felt so real. I remember feeling really cold with no clothes on, the cold air on my body as they ran me through the hallway. 
I don't remember feeling scared or anything. I just remember feeling calm and at peace, like I knew everything was going to be okay. When I was little, though, I always thought this was something that actually happened to me. I remember asking my mom what happened to me. Why did I almost die in the hospital? And she said, it never happened. I've always been healthy and never needed to go to the hospital. I told her I remember it, though, and she said that I was probably just dreaming. Confusing as hell, but I took her word for it. Whenever I try to think about my earliest memories, though, that is one of the things that I think of. It doesn't make sense for it to be a dream to me now, because how can I know what the inside of an ER looks like when I was that little? Also, dreams are a little different to me. They're more like movies where it skips from scene to scene and small pointless details are lost. This feels more like a memory where I remember every consecutive second and very small details. The only thing that's lost on me is what happened in the time between me sitting in a chair and me being rushed through a hallway on a stretcher. Um, and then she says, that's that's it for that. I was reminded of it because there was one episode where you guys talked about souls living in different lives, but always together, like kids telling their parents that they will be parents one day and the parents will be the kids. I remember saying something similar to my mom. I remember telling her that one day we would die, but we would come back and I would be the mom and she would be the daughter. And she just kind of looked at me like, um, okay. <laughs> Can you imagine being the mom? <laughs> yeah. So... And she actually said this. This is sad and sweet. She said, I've always been weird. She's kind of always hated that about me. Who knows, though? Maybe we'll have a better relationship in our next lives. Oh, that's too bad. But I but I that's a that good positive that's way to a think. Good positive outlook. I think that could happen. So that's fascinating. I, it's very fascinating. I think that, you know, if you believe in reincarnation i even asked her too i was like were the two parents in the waiting room with you were they your parents now like were they are they your parents she was like they were adults i assumed mom on one side dad on the other okay so she doesn't have a vivid memory of the faces or no wow she knew that they were parents she knew she she had the feeling of these are my guardians yes but she didn't know if like in this lifetime it was her mother that is her mother now her dad that is her dad now okay Ooh. i wish we did know the answer to that though that would be very telling but i mean you know it's sort of like amy and i talked about this on the mini so too how in our reincarnation episode we we discussed the trans person Mm -hmm. who said when she was saying i remember having breasts yeah. I remember what it felt like to have breasts. I remember what it felt like to take my bra off, my heels off after a long day. Like, right. how can I remember, have those actual, like, physical sensations if I've never lived as a, as a woman. physical woman before? Mm-hmm. And that's this case, too. She said, I remember the cold. I remember, like, being cold without my clothes on. That's not something you usually remember from dreams. You no. don't remember feeling. I mean, yeah. even dreams where you get, like, stabbed. Yeah, you, you don't, don't feel yourself feel get stabbed. Yeah, there might be like a jolt. A jolt of like up. fear, yeah. but, but there's no, no to feel the cold pain. and remember exactly every feeling that you had in that hospital. That's that's pretty intense. Yeah, that feels like a memory, and especially a clear enough memory that you actually ask your mom, like, "What the hell happened to me? Did right. I have my like that tonsils she removed?" Feels, yeah, and she feels like, so serious about it. I think been that's in the ER. true too. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing the inside of an ER, like how as a child would she have just made that up in her head? Like, I know what the hospital looks like. I know what the waiting room looks like. That's interesting to me. Me too. I'm trying to see because she sent me 
<laughs> she said, I, I asked her what her blood type was and um, if she knew and if she'd be willing to share it and why, obviously. I told her why. <laughs> she said, that sounds interesting. I can't wait li- to listen to that one. I'm pretty sure my blood type is A negative. Huh. You can use anything I've told you. Everything is great with me. Hope all is going well with you. A negative. Hot damn. Hot diggity She's dog. She's a negative. <laughs> Maybe she got abducted and it was an alien hospital. Ooh, alien hospital. Throwing That's out the all the theories. Of... Oh. oh. <laughs> That's the name of my new uh, sitcom, Alien Hospital. <laughs> alien Hospital. Oh my gosh, can we start writing a, a show? Really funny I show. like it. Yeah. All right, we have something. Here. Yeah, where they're they they the aliens. It's like ER, but they're the <laughs> aliens on the ship where people get abducted and they yes. sent to. I love that. <laughs> and it's just like a workplace drama, right? Like there's gonna be romances. Yeah, there's and gonna be romances. There's gonna, gonna be, be feuds. There's gonna be some feuds. They're people gonna are be fighting upset to be when chief. like yeah, yep. people wake up and they're like, no, damn it, blorb, blorb. <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love um, it. Anyways, Alien Hospital coming next fall. Keep an eye out. Before we close today, mm-hmm. I want to say that I am a part of this show, but I also got the chance to be an admirer of this show. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about it. I, I will admit I felt, of course, totally excluded and left out because <laughs> only because the episode was so amazing and I wish I had gotten to meet Steven and talk oh, to God, him. Oh God, that would have been wonderful. He I wish feels like next a delight. time I, we go to Illinois, we should go together. Let's do it. We've been saying this we have forever. family there. Like We should just go. So yeah, I just, I'm joking. I just really wanted to be a part of it, but... It was so fun listening to the episode in my car and not knowing the story at all. Ashley kept it completely away from me, which I appreciated because I listened to it so pure as if it was someone else's podcast. And it was so fun. And first of all, you have a great show. (laughs) I'm a fan. I'm a fan of your Um, show. You and Steven did an amazing job. The amount of research you guys did is insane. You both were so prepared. You had notes on everything, every twist and turn, every possible theory. I was just so impressed and it really came together because I know there was the worry of how will this come together for an episode and I think you guys nailed it and it came together smoothly. Thank it was you. easy to follow. I still have 20 minutes left, which I'll listen to <laughs> on the ride home. It's but very long. I've heard most of it. It's taken me a few days. We didn't even get to all of our research. I we didn't imagine. even get to go into be like a five hour episode. the background on the police force, like mm-hmm. the members of the police force that Ooh. we had. Yeah, we had background information on the actual, like the chief and a couple other people. I don't know if you heard Steven mention Kermit Justice. Yes. <laughs> I Didn't giggled out loud. No, you yeah. guys said we'll mention him later, and then he never came there back some up. There were things where it was just was like, shed. yeah, it was like three hours in, and I was like, we have to wrap it up. I don't think my but com- my computer Justice. can take much more. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so wonderful, and I mean, I mean, I still have twenty minutes left. We'll see where it goes, but. You can choose to cut this out if you decide it's too much of a spoiler. But I yeah. want to say my theories are John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Right, I only totally, because it's like it's so fun. I love this, but also theory. like there, it, there was it some things. Be and also as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm realizing I've totally forgotten his name. It was three words: uh, Don, Don Draper Kennedy Ramsey. <laughs> Don Draper What's Ramsey. His name? Don Kennedy Majors. Yes, I. I think it's Don Kennedy I think Majors. He's like the one I actually think is it. John Wayne Gacy's like my. Wouldn't it be crazy? What if? But the thing is, is like if. Uh, skip forward if you. I mean, this is the end of the episode. This is a perfect time to talk about it. Right. If you don't want to hear about this, people have probably turned us off. Get out of here. 
if it was Don Kennedy Majors, I mean, he's connected to John Wayne Gacy in a way. Yes. Because if the life force of this entire investigation, the thing that connects every single person in that episode, in that story together, is the magazine. Mm-hmm. Because Don Kennedy Major could have... He could have been a pimp, been a pimp, thought, or been a customer, been a client, Been a customer, right? or been someone, especially if it was like, it's horrible to think of, but especially if it was a gay magazine, if right. it was specifically geared towards gay men, if he was someone who was targeting those men. Right. Because it was, it was easy like to crimes. get them alone. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly how he to meet exactly up with them. He knew exactly how and... to meet up with them at their homes. Right. They wouldn't tell anyone in their communities that he was coming through town. Oh, yeah. He just showed up. He would just be able Everything to about pop him in. Point, like, that's the thing is that guy alone has like four theories surrounding him. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you could have been doing it for this reason. You could have been you doing it for this it for reason. That. And it, that once you guys explained everything going on with, as I'm going to call him, Don Draper James, <laughs> uh, I was like, yep, it's this guy, 100%. Still holding on to Clowny McClownerson Gacy. I know. I loved it all, though. I was like hanging on your guys everywhere. Have you looked at the website yet? No, because oh, I've should. only oh, I yeah. want to wait. wait until I was you're like, done. I'm going to listen to yeah, everything. That's a good point. And I've literally the last 24 hours, I've just been living in my car, so you it's have. been great. When you're done, look at the website because there there might uh, there might not be spoilers at this point. You might be far enough, but you might as well like finish it off and yeah then and then i i absolutely want to look because now i want to see everyone you've been talking mm-hmm. about i want to see yeah just the newspaper clippings how the media covered it the stuff they took out it's crazy pretty so twisted blancas oh i wish i would say blancas i wish we could solve it i know i me just too. want to know for sure at this point unless there's like a deathbed confession I know. by either it's, one of the cops we'll probably or never don kennedy majors or William Wom, like we're uh, they're not gonna solve know. it, you know. Wishful. So thinking. that's a that's a real bummer. It is, but props to you guys. It's amazing. I want to meet Steven so badly. He seems like a joy. You know, we should do another one of these. Yes, I want to do research. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the reason, this like, this wasn't like, go down this wasn't hole. planned. Oh as, no, like, an episode. It was like we just it. like happened to be obsessed with this, and I was like, right. Stephen, what if we made this an episode? No, and I'm so glad you <laughs> did. But that was the other thing is listening to it. I was like, oh, I want to do an investigation yeah. immediately. It is a lot of fun, but it's yeah. exhausting. Oh sure, I'm There's not going to so sleep. There's so many times where I would do hours of research to end up at a complete dead end. Yeah, I'm sure. And it was just like, so frustrating. well, that fucking sucked. Well, that was just three hours. <laughs> I really wish I hadn't done that tonight. I could have been watching Sabrina. I know. Oh, Sabrina, I love it. What we should do, I mean, this won't benefit you in any way, mm-hmm. but I was going to say when I have to have sleepless nights anyway after my child Oh, is yeah. Born, you can be my like research assistant. Hanging off my boob at two in the morning, yeah. I can be doing some research. So just like later. give me some jobs yeah. and I'll be like, oh, Ashley, I was up all night with little blobbity bloop, whatever his name's going to be. <laughs> and I did all this Frank. research. Yeah. We haven't picked the name yet. It's Frank. It's Frank. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening, guys, as per usual. And we thank you, you so much for writing us and making this episode possible. I actually think this is a really, really fun episode and it has is. a lot of cool shit in it. It This was the most and interesting of subjects. None of them make any sense. None of them it. are connected. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, well, what episode can we fit these into? Right. Cause That's they, why we got Helter Skelter, baby. We couldn't necessarily come up with a whole thing, but... <laughs> 
We do the Helta Skelta and you Helta guys come Skelta. through. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Keep It Weird Podcast to find ways you can donate to the show and get some free goodies, including bonus episodes and newsletters and a free button. And All speaking of buttons, if you go to Etsy, www.etsy.com slash shop slash Keep It Weird Podcast, you can buy buttons and stickers and patches. And magnets. And I'm smiling love so from big us. no one can see. <laughs> By going to Etsy.com slash shop slash Keep It Weird Podcast. And go to our website, www.keepitweirdpodcast.com if you want to see bonus uh, materials from last week's murder investigation. Yes. We don't know what our last two episodes of the year are going to be. <laughs> we're having some no, we real don't. serious <laughs> issues with scheduling. Not with us. We're it's, like totally. We're good We're to finally go. like... <laughs> Open, open, open. It's our guests. It's the damn guests. Our beautiful, lovely, perfect guests. But we'll keep you informed. Yeah. So anyways, our sign-off today is... Oh, God. Helter, where'd you get that skelter? Ooh. Golly. Helter, her, where'd, where'd you, you get, get those, those eyes? eyes? Couldn't change eyes. No, it just yeah, it just didn't... How'd you get those? How'd you get those teeth? How'd you get those teeth? That's better. Ew. How'd you get that baby doll full of rice stabbed in the back? Nail clippings. How'd you get those nail clippings? Those nails. Helter, skelter. Where'd you get those? We'd already forgot. Helter. I don't know. Helter, skelter. Where'd you get those nail clippings? Oh, you did it right. Nails better. Well, uh, and keep it keep weird. Keep it weird. Whatever. <laughs>